an AppleViz original. We need a DNA tester. That's it. Just, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just need a piece of your hair to unlock this device, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just stick your hair in the charging port. That'd work. <laughs> there you go. I. What happens if you're if you're if you're bald, man? I, okay. Well, I need a sample of your skin then. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got hair somewhere. It'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I got a I got a hair I got a, a hair on my toe. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll put it through the the, the analyzers. Analyzing, yep. analyzing. Problem solved. Well, Unlocked. Yeah. Well, Dad, we need we need four of these uh, Apple iPad cradles. Yeah. No. 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 My eleven year old wants an iPad for Christmas, and I've already told her no. <laughs> it just yeah. because she wants to be able to watch Netflix while she talks on her phone with her friends. And exactly, like, Dad. Five hundred dollars so for that? You're out of your mind. I'm sorry. You're so Here's mean. Okay, then I want a seventy-two inch TV then that has a <laughs> yeah, smart don't... OS on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. When I got my iPhone 14, I was like. Well, this feels just like my iPhone 12. It was like every bit of it was the same except for the hideous camera bump on the back, which I don't think I've talked about, but the iPhone 14 Pro, oh, dear God, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That thing has really gotten, (laughs) I mean, I'm blind and I can't see it, but I'm so embarrassed to tell the phone it's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It's really ugly, man. It's, I mean... Did you see that huge wart that it has on it? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome and welcome back for an AppleViz Unleash for October 2022. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Nanamouse. And in the house, we have Mike Malarcy. How you doing, Mikey? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Hey, it's October. This is like your most favorite I month know. of all. This is like when everybody else lives their lives like I do all the time. You know, Mike, you, there is something to say for that. I got this neighbor. All he ever does, he decorates his house only on Halloween. So there's like 12 <laughs> huge blow up, like like this wizards and dragons and all yep. sorts of stuff. It was just, I was like, but they never do that for any time of the year. No Christmas and anything like that. I was like... Wow, there must be a lot of people like Mike. There are a surprising amount, actually. <laughs> There's a, those dragons are popular this year. They're all over my neighborhood too. Isn't that I'm weird? Till yeah. early November, I'm going to go in and stock up once everything goes on sale. There you go. You now you got a house you can stuff in. Yep. Hey, guess what? Big old Big R is not going to be with us this month, but we have a special guest with us. It is the famous Jeff Thompson. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice to hear from you both. And Mike, it's been a while. And Thomas, thank you so much. Yeah. For those that don't know Jeff, he has his own podcast called Blind Abilities. Do, 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 do subscribe to it. It's got great content. He does stuff all the time. Lots of interviews, buddy. You said blind abilities, then you said doo-doo right after that. The doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the doo doo, but it's the blind abilities. You uh, yeah. you've been busy. You got lots of interviews the past, gosh, few months. You just been stacking them. 
Uh, there's quite a team here, you know, that, you know, we reach out to other people and stuff like that. And there's always someone crawling out of the woodworks, you know. They've been doing it for 12 years, but you don't even hear about them. And all of a sudden, they pop up on the radar, and we try and get them on. Well, none, I just appreciate you stepping in. It's a big shoe to fill in, right? Oh, the big R <laughs> shoes. <laughs> small shoes. He's a small guy, you know. Hey. <laughs> As it, I'm just glad you're on. Thanks, man. So we got Jeff and Mike. You know, because it's October, guys, we got to talk about something spooky. And came across something this month, and I was like, "Whoa, check this out!" They, um, there's this company called Play Ht, and they make a podcast called Podcast. AI. And it's completely artificial intelligence, meaning that everything you are going to hear is completely done by a computer. What am I talking about? Well, Steve Jobs is back from the grave. Just when you thought he's gone forever, he's back. Check this out, guys. I'm going to play a little snippet here for you. Always good to see you, buddy. I'm so happy you came on, man. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. Your audience is just so different from your normal Apple users, and that's a good thing. It's cool. Well, you know, I was an Apple user way before I did this show. I've been a fan of yours and Macintosh since the 1980s. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we just kind of figured that out. Even though Apple is big, it's still like half a percent of the total users. People who listen to your show are a different group. They're weird. <laughs> well, that's good. So you must be a fan of the show then, right? I am. I am a fan. I mean, it's nice to sit back in the car and listen to you rant. <laughs> Is that not crazy? What guys? What is so think strange? That? It's there's just enough that's like just a tiny bit off that you can tell. Like, I'm curious. I, ha I I might actually do this. I might play that for somebody that has no idea what they're about to listen to, and see what they think. Right? You know, I had the same thought, Mike. It makes you wonder. Um, are we so in tune ourselves to TTS that we can identify something that is, and, but that's a thing. This is not TTS. This is, that's the real audio. So they, they took this huge amount of clips of audio clips from both of them, from Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. And they were able to put this together. It was like, it was lacking the emotional, like the moment that you're in. Don't you think Jeff? You know, I really thought it was really interesting because I listened to the whole thing and I thought it wasn't going to because at first it sounded a little choppy, like, oh, this is just cut and paste. But as he got into it and they took a lot of that information from his autobiography and all that, you know, they build this up and it was just neat to hear Steve again and listen to him when he's talking about a few things that I don't know if you want to say it, but he just went on and, and then... I don't know if they framed it so it would answer with the limited stuff they had from them, but it was his voice. You know, it was AI. It was really cool. Yeah. The only thing I don't know is, did, did somebody type out a script and then the computer just took and found all the clips and just put that together? Or did the AI actually make the podcast script and all? I don't know. I I do wonder about that because I recently just read a story about... I don't remember what uh, record label, but they had signed an AI rapper. Yes. And yeah, up until it got 
kind of anti-Semitic and racist and things like that, that for some reason, these AI things tend to do. Um, What makes you wonder how this is different from that? Well, as I'm, well, it's a big difference because a lot of those are just artificial um, computer tones. So like TTS, for example, they just made it smoother and nicer. Um, That's my understanding with those. This one just is based on, audio clips it's kind of sort of like when jeff and i were talking about some months back we were talking about how that amazon a lady they were having this grandmother's voice and they took the clips of her video or i'm sorry audio over voice but they figured out how to make it artificially her voice so this is not artificial it's just put together artificially but this is the real voice yeah the actual voice it's just scary. It's getting there. It's like it's an infant stage or it's getting there. And I, I'll tell you, I mean, if Google can come out with the option where it will reserve um, haircuts and restaurants for you and nobody can tell the difference when they get called, you know, that's getting scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the, my cell phone company gets a little better at identifying those spam calls when everybody just sounds genuine. I was going to use the AI to be the big R. Hey, that's not a bad idea. We'll try to figure that out. <laughs> so every time he's gone, we'll just put the A on there. Yeah, I'm the big R. There you that's go. That's all it says, right? I'll have to have my cuckoo clock go off in the background. Oh, that would be so helpful, <laughs> Jeff. Could you make one go off? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's move on to iOS 16.1. That just got released in the past week. It did resolve some voiceover issues out there. It did come with 12 new fixes, but I have to ask you both what your thought is with 16.1 so far. Mm. I'd like to just say one that I found today is when I go into my native mail app, and I swipe down and I have it read like five lines so I can tell what the topic is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's reading a different one. Yes. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, whoa, why would she be talking to me coming through this? And I'm like, so I figured it out. I Okay, fine. It's a new bug. It's kind of like they, they, they took, what is it, two step forward and one step back. And that was definitely the one that stood out with a lot of people. And do you go into one account, like um, if you go to Outlook folder, go to the inbox, and then you come back to the iCloud folder? Is that what you do? I do all, all inbox. Okay. So my understanding is that you will hear a ghost message that might be what you heard before. And then if you tap on it, it's not the actual message. That right? Yeah, yeah. And That's, the, the, the the thing is, it's so random. It's right? Like, it, it could be from piles of piles of emails ago. <laughs> <laughs> About you, Mike? Have you seen that? I haven't come across that one yet. I unfortunately every other day or so have to restart my phone because more often than not now, when I like pull it out of my pocket to unlock it, the whole thing just freezes and is silent for anywhere from like 10 to 30 seconds now so i'm constantly force quitting things and restarting it and it'll it gets better for a little bit but it very quickly degrades now i'm curious do you mean like frozen frozen or is it you hear the clicks but no voiceover 
sometimes I'll hear the clicks with no voice. Other uh, other times it doesn't do anything that is one see that's the other huge bug and a lot of people reporting that too and you know that one in particular has been around since gosh i was 15 since i've had that problem every i would say most of the time when i get off of a phone call is when it would occur and then it would just i just hear clicks there's no voice over voice and it just drives me batty Mm -hmm. and i know um that Randy just had that issue the other day. And so we had to, I, I told him, to, the first thing I try is do a triple click on the side to turn voiceover off and then pretend like you triple click, turn it back on and then do it again for turn off and do it again to turn on. And then eventually it'll pop on or you have to do a restart. And it's, ah, I know what you mean. And that's, that's another. And, and a lot of people are reporting it with their Apple Watch doing the same thing. Yeah, that that one's kind of obnoxious. Other than that, though, there's one app that I am beta testing that some of the buttons seem to move around a little bit. Like one time, the like I'll open a video in this app, and the close button will be like if I'm flicking left and right all the way to the left. Other times, it'll be one to the right. Like it, that one confuses me, and I have no clue if that's the app or the OS. But there's been a bit of a weirdness going on. But overall, nothing that really makes it unusable or anything like that just just little annoying things yeah just lots of little minor issues here and there you would thank for a 16.1 usually we get lots of new fixes right so i was kind of hoping that and that wasn't the case i was like what i mean is that the same for you jeff you just find a lot of minor issues yeah, it's just little things. Then I think it's maybe the new system that I'm not used to. Then after it repeats a couple of times, then you start cocking your head a little bit and going, hmm, you know, and then you dig in. I was thinking today that I should shut my phone off and turn it back on, you know, that trick. But, you know, it's just one of those things. That, that The one that really bugs me, and it's probably not the iPhone, but it's more the AirPod Pro 2s, mm-hmm. second gen. That double speak, I found out if I turn voiceover off, then turn it back on, it goes away. So that happens periodically, and then it goes, then it's fine. Huh. Like, you hear two voices, or it just repeats back twice? It, it's like the, one has a slight delay, so it's like there's two voices, oh. you know? It's like, yeah, it's like a dreamscape or something. <laughs> <laughs> but if you turn voiceover off and turn it back on, it centers right away again, because when it says voiceover off, it's it's like dead center, and then it comes back on again. So it's almost that's like my trick. One is lagging from the other, maybe. Yeah, it's just out of sync a little bit. And right. It periodic, periodically does that, and you know, with a firmware update for those things is so iffy. You know, like open your case, plug it in, set it near your phone, walk away. You know, I don't know right. when it when it's going to update, but yeah. Imagine that, Mike. Whoa, man! I'm here two voices, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Mine likes to read out, if I have my headphones in, it'll read out my notifications, like text messages, things like that. Right. Every now and then, if my phone's unlocked, it'll still start doing that. And so voiceover is chattering away, and the S lady is reading things out in the background. And, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there's just a lot of talking happening sometimes. Right, there's just gets real chatty. You know, I was surprised to hear this, that those with the non-I phone 14 i don't know what phone you have jeff but some are reporting they actually get the power tone or sound on when it goes 
turn off the device. So when you turn off the device, you hear that chime is powering down. Do you guys heard about that? No. I No. Nope. Yeah. So that one's not getting me. You know the iPhone 14 models, they have that new power on and off sound that allows you to know when your device is going to be powered off and powered on. But for some reason, those that are on the other phones or devices are getting the power down sound, but they don't get the power up, but they don't have the settings like you would see in iPhone 14. So I was just totally confused. It's like, how, how, what? I thought was cool. Hmm. Yeah, I got the iPhone 14 Pro Max, just got it about a week ago, and, mm. uh, you know, I heard it, and I hear but, you know, after after a little bit, it seems like you don't even pay attention anymore, you know? It's like, you're just so used to, like, my Mac starting up, um, you just hear those things, so it is kind of cool oh. when you focus in on it. Mm. That's a good point. We, we do get kind of adapt to that. Well, since you had the iPhone, I... I'd be curious, Mike, if you find that. So let me know in the next month when you power yeah. down your device, if you get that sound. See I if that really, pops up. I'm curious to see if I can make it happen. That'd be awesome. Um, the one last thing I'll talk about, and a lot of people do not like the new Siri tone. So when you do the dictation, the little new chime, doo-doo, and mm. I don't. I kind of like it myself. It's not an abrasive, but people say they don't hear it very well, and they want a higher pitch one. You guys got thoughts on that? I love the new sound. That's what I, I do yep. too. So much it's, better. Yeah, it's so subtle. Right. I mean, I I was kind of annoyed by the old one myself. So I don't know. Some people, or I should say, there's there's quite a few people that are really want that tone back. And I was like, well. I don't think that's going to be happening, but I could be wrong. I'm sure. Give it a couple of years. They'll pick some new sound and <laughs> I mean, for everything that tends to happen. All well, the little tones God. and chimes change every couple of years. Yeah. But when's the last time we had any new phone tones? It's like we got the same chimes and, and rings and that we had for, gosh, at least what? Eight years. It's they been a not while. Changed it? Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Why don't you give us some new tunes? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to stay up with the bling, and we have to stay up with the times, <laughs> and it's like the millennials are passing us all up, and here we're still using the eight-year-old tones. On the classic stuff that they have out there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like to see some new tones um, in the new update. That would be kind of cool, but... Um, iOS 16.2 beta has been dropped. I have looked at it. Nothing really new in terms of being fixed. Nothing. Well, there are some some little things fixed, but none of the big ones we talked about. Um, and I'm going to predict that, that will be coming out probably in December, somewhere in the middle of December, right before the Christmas holiday. So, so stay tuned on that. It's kind of early on for that. Um. As we mentioned last month, that there was a lot of people talking about that there wouldn't be no keynotes for this month, and they're going to stick with the press releases, and sure enough, they did that. So let's break it down, talk about some of the new products between the three of us. I am really curious what you guys think on a couple of them. Um, Let's talk about this iPad 10th generation. So... Um, what they've done, they 
moved the camera, which is interesting, onto a landscape. So when you have the iPad now, or if you look at your iPhone, the camera's at the center top. Now move your your iPhone sideways. Think the camera is in the center at the top. That's where they moved it. And on top of that, they got rid of the home button. Gone is the home button and replace it with a side button touch ID. So where your lock button is, that's where your touch ID is. And of course, we have the new USB-C connections. Now, what do you guys think of the camera movement change and this new iPad 10 generation like ho-hum or oh that's interesting for me I'm honestly kind of ho-hum but that's mostly because I don't often use iPads right um I'm curious to see how the touch ID thing actually plays out um I even with my phone I take like two pictures a year though. So that would have been the <laughs> cameras in general. I mean, everybody, every update, every time something new comes out, that's what everybody's always talking about. And I get it. Cause most people I think, uh, do take tons of pictures, but for me, it's just never, it's never been a feature that has ever sold me on a thing. I mean, I can you imagine using, I, I mean, I do know people that use their iPad for cameras, but I think what they did that for is more because People are more home. And, and that's the thing. Apple is a little slow to the game. It's like the COVID is kind of like the time <laughs> yeah. when we stayed home and then did work at home is kind of yep. gone. But they did that so because people really wanted that camera sideways. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh. I mean, do you have an iPad, Jeff? I, I used to, it's too much real estate. I end up, I, I get them with all this energy and stuff. Like, I'm going to really designate something for this. And then pretty soon Me they end up with uh, my kids or something. Yes. But, like, I'm going to find a reason to use this all the time. Oh, yeah. And I never find a reason to use it. But when you look at the iPad, and I'm sitting in front of my Mac right now, I'm thinking, wow, it's like a Mac now. If you turn it sideways, there's a camera right up in the top center. So if you're using it landscape with a folio and a case and stuff, it's getting closer to be like a, a Mac maybe, huh? Right. And you know, Jeff, you know, I just read that article the other day about there was talk about they're trying to change the iPad OS to they're thinking about make me a light version of the Mac OS that'll be replacing the iPad OS. I was like, that makes sense. That makes perfectly good sense. That's the way we get a touchscreen Mac, right? (laughs) Yeah. The one that Apple refused to do, right? Mm -hmm. They won't do it, but they will. So this iPad 10th generation, the the issue I have with it, yes, I think it's cool that you have a, a, a landscape camera now. Um, it's about time you move the touch ID to the last screen. No more hold button. I think some people will revolt, but you still have that touch ID button. I think they're okay with that. But I think what's the deal breaker for me and where I get into the land of confusing is that goodbye $329. And for a budget entry, iPad is now $449. We're not just talking about like $50 improvement, not even a, that's just like more than a hundred bucks um, mm-hmm. bump for a basic entry models. And with this, yeah, you get the pencil one support, but I just read today they took 
a lot of the Apple stores took the Pencil 1 first generation out because they were having a shortage of the dongle that you have to purchase so you can charge your Pencil. It's like, what? Lord. Right? (laughs) Uh, So I'm just confused because it's expensive now. And I would have been willing to pay for an iPad for $329, but now it's $449. No, I'm not going to buy an iPad for that because... If I was going to get something like that, why not get the iPad um, Air for 50 bucks more and it gets Pencil 2 support and everything on there works premium because even with this 10th generation, it only supports Pencil 1 and I understand the USB-C on there is much slower than the newer models. It's like, I almost think they just shot them in the foot. And plus, just to put something on the dog pile, this, and I'll let you guys talk, is that they decide to keep the iPad ninth generation and sell it for three twenty nine. Make sense of that? Yeah, you know, at first I thought it was a good deal because it seems like they really put that three twenty nine. I think it came out as an educational iPad back in the day when they did that event in Chicago, and. I bought one of those and, and gave it away, it, technically. But I thought this one was the one that, okay, they beefed everything up. This is legit now and everything. It has everything. And then when you break it down like you just did there, it's like you still just got an iPad and you're, you're right. You're paying 100 bucks more. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know why they have so many iterations so close to each other. $100, $50 differences. What are people using to decide to go $50 more or $100 less than the 10? I don't know. I think it's just confusing everybody. It is. It's a very convoluted system because it used to be back in the day if there was a new upgrade, it got all the newest stuff and right. then like you knew where you stood and now there's just like so many options with so many minor differences. Right. That like unless you people really dig into it and actually understand what they're reading, I feel like your average user is just going to look at all this and be like, I don't know what any of this even means. It's kind of sad because what made Apple so beautiful when it first came out, when we got 3GS phones and stuff, is the simplicity. And that is, this is the only phone you got. There's no other sizes, no other chip. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, Mike, is that at some point, yeah, we got to the plus size so we got the max size and the small size and then we came out with four different models and now we got the pro version and the entry level models and it's just and then on top of that the mac itself got all complicated with this m chip well which one is it this is the regular pro ultra extreme (laughs) it's like oh man and now the ipad is a total wreck and I, 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 I'm just confused. I, I think, I honestly believe it's going to backfire on them. I think their money is going to just tank because nobody knows what to get. And I don't know. That's just my two cents. That's just my thoughts. Well, my, my thing is this. You're going to get that one for 449 And then you're going to get the Smartfolio case for what, one? 250 I think. Yeah. Well, and then the keyboard, the the smart keyboard for oh. that, the magic keyboard for yes. that specific. You got to add all this up, and pretty soon you're up near. Now you're in the price of a pro, right? It's like that. Why did you even come out? Why did you even bother coming out with a new keyboard with the magic tap with 
$249 for a keyboard for the Mac. Or I'm sorry, yeah. for the iPad. And then a smart folio, I think it's $79 more, something in that range. <laughs> I mean, you're almost, you're looking at a, a iMac Pro a laptop now. Right. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So um, I left Mix when I heard this. Just really, I'm scratching my head. And it's not me, but there's a lot of articles and resources out there that are the same. It's like, if you're going to buy an entry model, just get the iPad 9th generation for 329 If you want to spend the little extra bucks, get the iPad Air. Um, there's a big difference and don't even bother with the 10th generation. That's what, that's what I'm reading. And yeah. not only that, but if you do buy it and you want a pencil, you don't get one because they don't sell it because they're short supply of it. But I think I said iMac pro. I meant MacBook pro because <laughs> by, by the time you put all that folio, the case and everything and close it and open it right next to you, it could be a MacBook pro doing the same thing. And they start out at probably near that same nine ninety nine. Well, you're talking just a few hundred dollars between all this stuff. And it's like the choices, there's just too many. Try doing a demo, Tom. No. <laughs> now you have to. No, which model are you using? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to do four different versions of a podcast of the same iPad with different models, right? There you go. Um, <laughs> But they did mention about the new iPad Pro, which you were talking about. It now includes an M2 chip, which was not of a surprise. But what was, was surprising, there was nothing new with it. It's just, that's it. I have a new M2 chip, and let's move on. Yep. I was like, huh, no wonder you didn't do a keynote. I get it. I'm not... Don't let me... Don't get me wrong. The M2 is probably phenomenal, and I think the M chip is great, um, and if you haven't bought a Pro and you want to get an iPad Pro, sure, I, this is a big deal for you. But for them to just release a new device with a new chip, and that's it. It's just like, really? Um, I don't know how I feel about just updating the product with this new chip and nothing else. I just feels like that's a little bit of a letdown for Apple. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like that kind of thing is becoming more and more common. I think some of the use cases out there, like say a library or a medical office or businesses that use these might have, it might be the a good interface for their clients and customers as they come in the door and stuff like that. But I don't see someone needing the M2 and the iPad. I haven't found the use case for this yet. So to me, it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. And right, you can, you can build that thing up to two <laughs> terabytes. You know, I've always touted it's an extremely powerful chip on an iPad Pro that is underwhelming in terms of OS. It's not using its fullest potential, and I think they get that. And I think that's why you know something like a light Mac OS makes more sense. You get to utilize that chip more and a better way um yeah i know you can do like photoshop and lightroom and stuff on your ipad but still it just seems like a basic general user is never going to see that power unless they're going to use it for games and etc i could see artists architects and stuff like that you know that's right. that's where you if you're doing i don't know if they have it on the ipad software but yeah that'd be really cool for them 
yeah, it's, it's a niche. It's a niche market. And that's what you're focusing on. Now, they did make an announcement that I was kind of expecting, but yet I was really surprised. I think the biggest news out of all is a brand new Apple TV. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, let's see what they got here. And obviously, it's got the same, you know, they boost up the chips. It's got improvements to the 4K with HDR improvements. But what what took me back, I was like, oh, Apple really did that? They cut the price all the way down to $129. I remember that thing was like 200 something, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's 129 Yeah, that's not a thing that is heard much on this show is Apple cut the price for a thing, unless they've added like a dozen new confusing things to it, but it's kind of exciting. It is exciting because I never see any big, big deals like um, Black Friday or Amazon Prime Day. I've never seen any like huge discount. So I always stayed away because it was like $10 off. I said, that's not a really good deal at all. And now... The standard prices of one twenty nine, and now they're discussing. Some analysts are predicting they might see some sub hundred dollars uh, Apple TV coming out in the future, meaning that Apple TV might be going down even more. I think it makes sense because you that is competing with a very heavy market. I mean, a lot of us either either have a Google Cast or we have a Roku stick. Raise your hand. I got a Roku stick. Um, and I know it's not the same, and if you ever tried an Apple TV, it is night and day difference, but you're paying for that difference. Um, I still have the third generation, which is obsolete now, but now that the price has come down, I am interested in it. Yeah, I ordered the the 64 um, gigabyte one, and that should be here on the 4th. And I was looking at the 128. You know, you got the Ethernet cable direct. And then you got mesh capabilities, but I, that didn't throw me because my modem sits right next to, you know, it's like the <laughs> me- I don't need a relay from, you know, two feet away in a sense. And, but the thing is, with these coming down in price so much, it's like my sister bought two of them and she's been remodeling and finally got them hooked up. And she said she didn't even need them because they got the Apple TV software in the TVs built in on the smart TVs now. Really? So she doesn't. She didn't need the well. The TV app is there from Apple, so she didn't need it. Mm. And I was perplexed a little bit to, you know. So I think the price coming down. They must be just going for the service fees that they want to start generating instead of the hardware to make money off. You know, you paying four dollars, five dollars, whatever you pay a month for them. I see what you're talking about. So. Yes, yeah, some of the TVs are, have the built-in app called the Apple TV Plus, which is their service to um, video service. But um, yeah, I guess the biggest difference is the Apple TV has its own OS. It got its voiceover on it. And, you know, I have one of the smart TV that has that capability too. But the problem is I have with that is that within you, you have that TV more than about a year or two. That Android that's on that device just becomes really flaky and it never gets updated by um, the company. So I have Samsung TV. Never has it ever once updated the OS on it. Oh, wow. And the other issue is that we use Netflix on it a couple times and it just seems really buggy, freezes up. Put the Apple TV unit on there, bam, put Netflix on there. 
and it's just stable and efficient. Um, so there are some differences there, that, but that's just my personal experience. Um, we are due for a new Apple TV. If they keep coming down, I definitely would be interested in that. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought, wow, this is this is really cool, something to look at. And speaking of Apple TV that Mr. Jeff was mentioning, uh, well, they decided to raise the prices. This is the first time in many years that they did a major increase in price. Apple TV Plus, music, and other services like that. Um, do you either of you subscribe to Apple TV or Apple Music, or do you have Apple One Bundle? Not me. You don't? None of them. Oh. Jeff? I got the premium. Oh, you got the premium. So that includes what? The Fitness Plus? Fitness Plus, the news. Um, I got the whole thing. Uh, the sports will be there, everything. I haven't dug into the sports part of it yet. Um, but yeah, I got the premium. And I like it because I don't have to worry about it. It's just once a month. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine. But with these price changes, I know they got different iterations like the Apple One. Um, or you can just get Apple TV, that, that type of thing. But I, I do like it. I like the news. But now that more options are out there, I have started to break it down and wonder, you know, why do I? I don't read magazines, you know, so that Apple TV, plus, not Apple TV Plus. But, but the Apple uh, News? Yeah. The one thing I like about the Apple News, I don't, I don't have the premium, but they have their curated audio news do you mm -hmm. take advantage of that yeah it's nice to hear those articles they're like nine minute you know right. read throughs and they're usually pretty interesting so it's just like a podcast in a sense right and it's just it's narrated by so the voiceover is by human being or is it generated i i believe it's human beings because it's not yeah i haven't noticed it, it it's was, probably limited <laughs> is it limited in what news they have curated yeah, they're just random articles that they pick, and you can go through. There's a section there of like a Apple News um, Plus, and it's just one, two. There's like four different choices, and they rotate them. They don't do it for all of them, but mm. it's but every once in a while I do end up playing them, and it's like that's pretty good. Plus, they have the news where they have the people talking right on a daily thing, so that's all right. Yeah, I have always wondered about that. We have the Apple One bundle. We don't have the premium, but we get the $20 version. Um, I just think it's, since we already purchased for the Apple TV Plus, plus the Apple Music, that alone was 15 bucks, And then we each of us, all of us had the 99 cents iCloud 50 gig. And so exactly. that ended up being 20 bucks. And I was like, well, you get the arcade plus we get some additional um, space on there. I was like, okay, we're already spending that. We might as well just get the service. Um, so what am I talking about? So, so Apple decided to announce this quietly. They didn't really make a big announcement on it. So the new price for Apple Music individual use is $9.99, what you're paying now for individual, and you're going to get a dollar bumped, which for $10.99. Now, family gets bumped up two bucks so instead of 14.99 now is 16.99 like huh why two bucks and one bucks for individual um I, I i guess that makes sense it's got multiple people but it, it nonetheless went up two bucks on that and on top of that your tv apple tv plus subscription went up 
So meaning that the family plan, the service one that I have that I typically pay $19.99, well, it went up three bucks. And so does the premium version. It is now, I think it says Mm $32.99. Yeah, that's three bucks more. So I get it. Everything is going up. But my problem is, and we're all there together, is the inflation and the price pinch. And that, you know, I've talked about this many times in a podcast. At some point, everybody in the neighborhood is now streaming. I mean, everything. You've got Netflix, you got HBO Max, you got Disney Plus, you got Apple Plus, you got Amazon, Hulu. I mean, just everything. And it's getting, if they're all raising the price, somebody's going to lose out, period. Redbox. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Redbox. I would I would love it if it was all under one umbrella somehow. Like, just, there's so many. There's a movie out now that I just read a thing that was like, released exclusively on Screenbox. I'm like, what? What the heck is Screenbox? Now Screen there's another box. one. Right? There's so many. There's just way Halloween? too many. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 kind of like uh Shutter, the app, the streaming oh, yeah. app from AMC. It's all yeah, geared toward horror and things like that. But now there's two streaming apps specifically for horror movies. And it kind of drives me nuts because it's always hit or miss on whether or not they have descriptive audio. Right. So I mean, somebody's gonna lose here. And I'm, we're going to have to drop somebody at some point when everybody starts increasing. And I don't, I couldn't tell you right now who's going to be, but unfortunately I, I, I may have to say I may drop the Apple, Apple TV plus because I watch Disney plus and Netflix and Hulu more than I do just Apple TV. So I don't know. If I think you, it's, if, if you do drop that and you still have your Apple TV hooked up to your uh, Apple TV hooked up to your TV, um, mm-hmm. you can still watch them all through your Apple TV, right? Well, just remember, Jeff, Apple TV is just a unit, right? And yeah. so I can still watch my Netflix on there, Hulu, and the ones I decide to pay. You just won't get the Apple TV Plus um, content. Option. Yeah, there you go. So. For example, there are some free things on it. So, for example, the Charlie Brown shows. Well, don't get me started on that. I, <laughs> I I miss my Charlie Brown shows on public TV. Now you can't even see it on any public TV. You have to have. But it's free on if you download the Apple TV Plus app. But, and yeah, um, that's what the Apple TV would be good for is streaming other services other than Apple. <laughs> Real quick, I was just going to say, I feel like people, it's going to become more common what I've already been considering, where I start hearing about shows and I'll write them down until I have enough to justify one month of a subscription, subscribe to it, binge watch everything, cancel it. <laughs> Next month, it's a different service. No, that, that's so true, right? We, it, we're going to be, you're almost there now. It's like, okay, yes. I want to watch, I want to binge on Star Trek, so I'm going to get the CBS extreme package for just a month so i can just binge watch and I, but i have to wait until it's all there first before you know they don't release yep. it one i did a time. free trial with hulu just so i could watch prey and hellraiser and cancel it uh-huh. as soon as i was done 
you know, pe- people talk about cutting the cord. Now we're going to have to dam the stream. You know what I mean? It's like yep. there's so many things. These nickels and dimes, not nickels and dimes. We're talking five, ten, fifteen dollars. Right. Add that up a month, and the cable was. It's it's all looking like six of one, six of the other. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all fun and games, Jeff. I mean, it was all fun and games at one point. Not yeah. anymore. Now it's serious. Now they start to add up. It hurts. It's kind of like going to um, Costco. I love going to Costco, but you cannot get out of there for less than a hundred bucks. That's true. <laughs> Unless you're like me and just go in to grab a pizza and a drink, then you can get out of there with like two and a half dollars. <laughs> I've done that more than once. That's a good idea, man. I'm just here for the pizza, for the buck fifty, for the pizza yep. and a coke. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Sounds but, like my trip to IKEA. Right. <laughs> Swedish, <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Uh, the Swedish, the Swedish meatballs. Um, so, what didn't come out? They never mentioned about the Apple AR VR headset. And we kind of knew that was going in. If they weren't going to have a keynote, they definitely weren't going to do it. They're not going to talk about it. But I I am thinking we are going to see a keynote early on in next year. Meaning, typically we don't have the first keynote until what, like March? But I bet we're going to see one in January and February that is so different that's going to focus on this. And speaking of this, they've been talking about that this device will have an iris biometric. You believe that? So just get rid of the touch ID. Goodbye. Face ID. Goodbye. What do you guys think of the iris recognition biometric? Well, for me, my first question was, what about those of us that have prosthetic eyes? Right. How's that work? That's a good question. You know, I, I, I've had people ask me about that. Will face ID yep. work with my prosthetic eye? And I said, yeah, you should, because it's just your face and it's not really looking at your eye. Yes, there is a settings in there that you have to have your eyes open, but it's just to work. But you make a good point there, Mike, is how is that going to work? Because the iris is for those that do know, everybody knows that it's the color part of your eye and that's what it looks at. And somehow it takes a picture of that. And then it is extremely very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Better protection than any other biometric out there. However, there is a flaw to it. There are reports that people can take a picture of you six feet away with your eyes open and still be able to take that picture and enhance it and do some uh, manipulation to it. And then it'll trick the iris scanner i was like wow yeah um Hmm. well think about it guys because i realize that anybody could use your finger to to get a touch id i get that but how apple made it work is they have to have human um body temperature for the touch id to work so it has senses the temperature so in other words jeff if i cut your finger off grab your phone and put your finger on it, it wouldn't work because... Yeah, unless you do it real quick. Right, while it's still warm. <laughs> <laughs> and But the face ID, it's kind of a different concept. People try to do mask and stuff, and it still didn't work. But the iris scanning is totally different, guys. I mean, if you can take a picture and then get into it, 
that I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this, and I don't know how I feel about how that's going to work for people like Mike. Um, so uh, I just thought I'd mention that to this on this podcast for you guys. Yeah, I'm very curious about the whole idea of these glasses and what they will offer, what the capabilities are, and how. I mean, I remember Google Glass. Everybody was all about it, but then it was not a very quick turnaround before everybody kind of hated it. So I'm curious to see what they try that's different than the other wearables that are similar to it. See if they can make this the sort of thing that actually becomes popular. You know, about at that price point. Yikes. Apple is always good about treating people with disability um, with a workaround. So I'm sure, well, that's going to be a different, that's going to be difficult. I, I can't see them other than just turning that feature off i mean i can't think of any other way well they said they said they had 12 cameras on there so wow because when you're looking to your left or to the right it'll be able to detect that and that doesn't really work for all of us because we're not using that i wonder if they're gonna alternately you know go with some other type of identification but then use the gyroscope to see if you're looking left or right because if you're wearing them it would be able to detect that rather than um, always using your eyes as your focus point of where you're looking. So, yeah, that, 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 that's what I was thinking about that, mm. Mike. Wow. I didn't even think about that, Jeff. You're right, because it's supposed to have, um, what is that, eye movement detection. So, yeah, if you're looking to the left, right, up, down, it's supposed to be able to detect what you're looking at. And for those like us that are blind we got nothing to look at how that's going to work yeah there's a lot of obstacles but i can't wait to see it it'll be really curious how this all works and Me too. um it'll be definitely be a competition to like envision and arx and OrCam. that's going to be what i'm really kind of looking forward to is what this had to offer in the same price uh range of those devices because you would think that these would be a little bit more robust because it's Apple and it's got its own OS on it. Well, yeah, Meta just came out with theirs, and what what is that fifteen hundred dollars? And they're talking nearly two to three thousand dollars for this premium from Apple. The big thing I was wondering is, are they going to use the AirPod Max case to carry these around <laughs> the, the, the purse or whatever it is? <laughs> right. It, well. I was hoping that when the Apple glasses comes out, which it's going to be, and if you heard in the past podcast, we talked about how this AR VR headset, the first one we come out is the premium version at two grand. And the other two version that they've been talking about is going to be less than that. Meaning the Apple glasses is the one I really want. It's probably not going to have the pro and decked out premium stuff but if it does just enough what these other ones are for 1500 bucks i mean envision glasses is still two what 22 2300 bucks or did they get come down to 1800 i can't remember it's about I think that for same a while thing. they're running a deal for a little bit right i think they have two different flavors of that i know the arx has it for about 1600 and then the orcam well that's just way up there but wow. nonetheless um, we've been talking about this for months, Mike, in, back in May, 
the first shoe that was dropped from the EU, we talked about this, was that they were going to make the USB-C mandated in the EU for small devices. Well, not only did it pass back in May, but it always takes about five, six months down the road to make it final and then um, put out some final paper saying, hey, this is the date. And they made that announcement in 2024. All small devices that are sold in the EU must have USB-C. And Apple did confirm, which is very weird. I never seen them that they will be complying to that. So our next iPhone more than likely will have USB-C. I mean, that makes sense because the iPad 10 generation was probably the last. Yeah, it was the last iPad line that doesn't have um, USB-C other than the ninth generation. So it now has USB-C. So meaning the phones are definitely going to get USB-C, guys. So we are ready for that. And I know you, Mike, and I are excited for that. Yep. So that means we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And that is the compliant about the App Store, the ability to sideload it, and the whole nine yards. I can't wait to see when that comes out, I think that's going to generate more buzz than this USB-C. And speaking of USB-C, Mike, I just saw an article today, and the iPhone 15, guys, is now rumored not only have the USB-C, but check this out. Your buttons, there will be no more buttons on the iPhone. What does that mean? It, they are going with the solid-state uh, buttons. That is the buttons that we came to love or dislove and with our home button. So I think it came out on iPhone 6 or 7, right about that time. Where we, yeah, it was somewhere around there. They got rid of the physical button. And so they got this little taptic engine in there. So when you put your finger on it, it felt like you were pressing down on a button. They're going to put that on the i15 Pro models. So the volumes button up and down and the lock button would be solid state. There is no button. It'll just be a taptic engine in those areas. What do you oh, think of man. that? You imagine putting your phone in your pocket while you're listening to a podcast <laughs> or something. <laughs> to, to think sometimes when you bend over or lean across something, you hit a button and it screws things up. Now all you have to do is brush up against something maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right? So doesn't it take heat to be able to trigger that side, uh, the solid state now. So in other words, I remember I put my, my thumb on, on my shirt and then I put, you know, in between my thumb and the shirt, I put the phone on it and it wouldn't work. And then I took, oh. yeah, cause it's heat sensitive. So I don't think you'll have that problem anymore. Just bump into this stuff. It won't, it won't work. Hmm. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. And that probably means I won't be able to turn it up or down with it still in my pocket, which I do tend to do now. No, not from the outside of your pants. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I just grab my whole phone from outside. I just <laughs> I do the same thing. What is that man <laughs> touching all over his pants yeah. here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mike. Um, yeah, so that won't work, Mike. You have to physically get it out to use the volume. Hmm. I'll find a way to survive, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> I'm fine with it though. Like, I just kind of like the the idea. I don't. I honestly couldn't even tell you why. But I was really excited when they got rid of the actual home button, mm-hmm. but it still felt like a button. Right. And, no. Sure. So no, no more buttons. And I was like, wow. 
I will like that myself, and I think I can really see that happening. Um, it came from a pretty reliable source, so I'm going to bet it is because they have been thinking for months, if not years, trying to figure out how to make it more water resistant, and they can never make it fully waterproof because we got these buttons and ports. Um, so that eliminates that. They got rid of the SIM card slot, so now all we have is the USB-C. That's it. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, the iPad was the last model to have a headphone jack. Boom. Headphone jacks is gone from all models except for the old iPad 10 or, yeah, ninth generation. RIP headphone yeah. jacks. I don't miss it as much as I thought I would. There was a lot of headaches. What do you think, Jeff? We never heard from you. Are you one of those people that are still mad about that? For $9, I got over it. Got my <laughs> <For> dongle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was 10 bucks for something stupid. To, I don't know. And you can't charge it while you're using it. No. You know, that, that's the, unless you got another dongle, the Y dongle, so you could oh, multi. You can sort of in a roundabout way. I mean, explain wireless charging. Mm, if you put you that on your pad, it does charge while you listen. <laughs> well, that makes me wonder what you're talking about, the EU over there and the having to use the USB-C. Now, that doesn't incorporate the MagSafe, does it? Doesn't have to. Mm. Um, we are talking about, so the EU with a digital... Um, marketing act i think it was called they passed and it was a landslide decision that the charging device items had to be powered by a usb-c everything so the a lady all phones models um even little small chromebooks um small devices must all now be powered and have a wall brick that comes with it that would plug into the wall that's USB-C to the device. Oh, so, so you're saying it needs that option. So the MagSafe would be the second option of power. Correct. That's an accessory. Okay. Ah. If Apple, they could essentially, Jeff, to say, well, hell, we're not going to put the USB-C on it. We'll just put no port on it. You have to do wireless. They could be that low. They could, do, they could have done that. <laughs> but... They need a port. Everybody needs a port because mm -hmm. that Bluetooth transferring is so dog slow. Um, they had to deal with some sort of a port for that speed because the iPad, can you imagine an iPad Pro with no ports and you have to transfer it by Bluetooth or something? Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, mm -hmm. it would suck. Unless you got Wi-Fi, but that's what I mean. And within that act, they also are um, what pass is and it's been passed it's it's just a matter of when they get around to make it finalized that's mm -hmm. what i meant by the first shoe dropped the second shoe drop is that they already passed a bill that you all devices apple google day lady all have to be give the capability to sideload purchase anywhere we want put anything we want on it we don't have to use the siri voice i want the a lady voice I don't want to use the iMessage. I want to use this. There's all oh. sorts of things. And in ramification, this is huge, big. So the first shoe was the USB-C. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
It's, so, it's, it's kind of like matter as well. Yeah, right. Uh, because matter is more of a universal for those that don't know matter. Um, home kit for the Apple was just kind of crummy because really it's kind of crummy in, entirely because either you're in the Google Eco, Apple Eco, or the Amazon Eco. And so if you buy a ring through Amazon, well, it's not going to work with the Google Home. So they decided to come out with a universal way of saying all of this will be able to communicate together in one called Matter. And so that Matter is going to make a big difference in terms of now my Ring doorbell and my Nest will be able to see each other along with any of the home kit I have Apple, which will make a big difference. Yeah, I do like the home app so much better than all the others, especially when you got so many different devices around. It's just that the first devices that I had, the Wemo, I had to upgrade them and or throw them out and get new. So now I'm in this holding pattern right now because my Nest is uh, the third gen, but it doesn't have the code on there where you can just scan it and get it onto the home product, you know, so... Yeah, I guess you can get bridges and stuff like that, but I think within a year or so, it might be time that it all is working for everyone. Hmm. I think anything to make things more simplified and allow people or brands to work together, the better it's going to be for all of us. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And thank goodness that they decided with the matter um, and now the EU is kind of trying to force everybody to, to be more compliant with each other is what their point is. And so it's going to be painful for Apple. And I think it's ironic that Apple was like, oh, yeah, we'll comply with the USB-C. That's no big deal. I bet you they're going to throw a fit when the other shoe drop. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to let you sideload it. No, um, that's just to remain to be seen. Um all right, so some months back, we also discussed about a rumor and talk of a new HomePod um, line. So that would be additional to our HomePod Mini and the old HomePod, for those that still have that. There is now discussions, and we talked about, there was rumors that they were talking about a new HomePod with a screen. Well, this is sort of like that. So here comes a new revolution, I guess, for the HomePod. I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. So what they are hearing is that it'll be a cradle, uh, essentially that allows you to put your iPad into this cradle, and that cradle has a built-in speaker in the home, and then your iPad becomes a HomePod, so you got the screen, and that's what they're talking about. And I... At first, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Then I remember, well, dang, the iPad just went up to $449. And plus, you got to get the stupid cradle. And that thing, I, you know, if people balked about the HomePod for being, what was it? Was that 300 bucks? Three and a half almost, yeah. Yeah. Tell me you're not going to balk about a built-in speaker that you have to buy on top of your iPad to get to the this new HomePod. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, not happening. Not for me. Mm. Great concept, but I, I, I'm, I'm missing something. I, I have to be missing. Why would Apple think that this would be like, yeah, this is a new HomePod? 
Are they trying to compete against the show? Um, yes. Yeah. But I remember when all of a sudden said, hey, on my Alexa device, I can make a phone call. As soon as you try it, and it reminded me of when you were tethered to the, the old phones. You can't walk away. It's like so many times you're on your iPhone and you're just walking all over the place, you know, and it doesn't matter. But now with this in the cradle, it's, yeah, it's char- or sitting there. I, I don't see a use factor where I'm just going to be sitting there glued to it, uh, more or less like a TV, I guess. Yeah, know? but I mean, I get what you're saying, Jeff. And I mean, I, okay. I'll try to come from the Apple side of things, and maybe they're thinking it works like a computer with your iPad. Then you can put in this HomePod. Now you have a home stereo. Now you can watch TV or music videos on there when you're eating with your family, or you can play games on it uh, like the A-Lady. Things that you do with the show that without the complication of the iPad OS, because now it becomes a kind of a a dumb OS, the HomePod OS is really not even an OS. It's just like, it does nothing. But, but like you said, the, the a lady show, well, it does introduce some things. Now I can watch, I can just ask to watch Netflix and it comes up, but I don't know guys. I, I just don't think this is going to be like successful. Yeah, this to me, and I could be completely wrong, kind of seems like one of those things that the people that get it are the kind of people that already own every Apple thing and just like are fully immersed in the ecosystem and just want every new thing no matter what. I can't imagine this having a lot of general practical application for people. It certainly doesn't for me. No, I see, I see the family of the future sitting around dinner time, and they have four of these on the table, and everyone watching their own show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, everybody's watching their own things. That's funny. Yeah, yeah well, Dad, we need we need four of these uh, Apple iPad cradles. Yeah, no. no, no. My 11-year-old wants an iPad for Christmas, and I've already told her no. <laughs> Just yeah. because she wants to be able to watch Netflix while she talks on her phone with her friends. And exactly, like, Dad. $500 You're so mean. for that? You're out of your mind. I'm sorry. You're so Here's mean. Okay, then I want a 72-inch TV then that has a smart <laughs> OS on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. She go get a job. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, this is one of those things that I... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. You're fine. You're fine. I get it. I'd be just like you too as well. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I have with the Apple products is this, that, and I, I'm getting used to it. I'm weaning myself into it. It's like, say you do buy an iPad. Um, say you bought it two years ago or three years ago, you would know that it's three years old now because right. you know your battery life, the use factors that you're using for, and these things come out every year. There's another thing that make your other stuff feel old. And uh, I mean, we used to buy cell phones and have them for three, four years, five, six, you know, everything we had lasted. That was a selling point that they last. Now, if you have a iPhone 10, nothing against anybody out there that has a 10, they're fine. But an iPhone 7, there we go. They're done, pretty much. <laughs> they, they, they won't upgrade anymore. Well, can you imagine, and God forbid, and, and, and maybe this USB-C is a good thing because you remember the time when we had that big old fat one? 
the connector and then I I said, oh, so I got I've got bought this little nice stand so I can just put it in this little cradle mm, so we can yeah. charge it. And only to the next year gets rid of that port and all the hotels that got stuck with this port. And so you notice none of the none of the hotels are supporting anything except for USB C, the regular type A. So there's like, mm we're not moving up. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're not playing that game. Uh-uh. No longer. So I'm thinking. God, I would hope to you buy this cradle and the iPad, the only to see the cradle gets outdated, and then you got to get a new iPad, and this new iPad doesn't fit in there because it's shaped differently. It's like, I don't know. That sounds just like a, nothing but a disaster. Now, the other disaster I want to talk about is, is this is going to disappoint a lot of people out there. We have been drumming on this show about how they were working on or coming out with the Touch ID coming back on the newer iPhones, right? Well, I don't think that's going to come through now because there are reports now that people are talking that internally Apple was trying two different options to do this bringing Touch ID back. And that is one, the under the screen fingerprint and then two, introducing the lock button to that has a touch ID just like the iPads does. Well, for some reason, they just decided to, to ditch it. So my understanding, it is not coming anytime soon. It would not be into this year phone or next. So we're not going to get a touch ID to come back. Meaning, on top of that, just to kind of just rub this into certain people out there that are really going to be upset about this, but... <clears throat> this is meaning the next XSE models. Do I dare say the next SE models is going to take on the XR shell, meaning that it's going to go to the iPhone 10 shell with the new internals, and that is not going to have a home button. Goodbye, home button. I know a lot of people love their home buttons. I think this is for sure going to put the last nail on the coffin is that the home button as you know is going to be gone however it is a budget entry phone i don't see them putting face ids that's the only good news i think they'll stick with the touch id on the side button i don't know i i was kind of bummed about that because i really would love to see the touch id side button on this new device with my face id i did too I don't like the face ID because I keep on, <laughs> I don't know if my arms got shorter or something, but I always have to throw my phone like way out there to, you know, face ID and then pull it back in. <laughs> Maybe you have like a big head, Jeff, and it's like you have to fit it in the screen. You have to go way out. <laughs> well, you just forget about it. My wife has the home button on her SE and every once in a while I'm helping her doing something. We j- I just shared my home you can share it with the family member so now she can use all the commands to turn on the driveway lights and all that stuff mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i just handed it to her and she just sticks her thumb out and touches it you know and stuff and i missed that i, I kind of missed that because you set your phone down on the table next to you and you get a message you can just reach over and touch that's why i did multiple fingers there i would use my index finger and just touch it it would come on and i could get messages and or you know it's thumb when it's in your hand you know but Without that now and having it just, I don't know if these messages coming through on top of the lock screen is the, you know, the solution to that. I don't know. No, you know, Jeff, I'm with you because so, you know, my wife will borrow my phone. She goes, look at me. 
and that way I have to get the face ID. And half, more than 80% of the time, it never works, right? But if you just say, put your finger on this, it, it always works. Mm-hmm. So, so that face ID still has some limitation to it. And, you know, I have I wish I got a buck for every time I've heard people say, no, I don't want the face ID. That means people could steal my phone and just point it at me. And I said, yeah, I wish it was that simple because I have a hard time just opening it myself for myself. So I don't think it's going to work like that. And But anywho... I was kind of bummed myself. I really wanted the Touch ID with my Face ID to get both or one or the other. I would like that, but no, I don't think that's going to happen. And I really do believe that it's not going to come on the new devices. Are you bummed out, Mr. Mike? Honestly, I don't care. No, not really. Really? No. You like the Face ID? I never have issues with it. Like okay. rarely, maybe maybe once a month. So as I long hardly as it ever have an you. issue with it. I used to use Touch ID just like Jeff was talking about, multiple fingers, and right. I'd be out on a walk with my dog and just get a message and just stick one finger <laughs> in my pocket, unlock it, and see what was going on. But it, I very quickly just got out of those habits. And honestly, other than reading articles and talking about it on this show, Touch ID, I never ever think about. There are people out there. I'm going to give you examples. Scott Davert is a true believer in Touch ID. And I'll tell you why. Because Scott is deafblind, he relies on his Braille display. So he has a miniature Braille display, and that's all he uses. So in other words, what he does is he puts his finger in the pocket to to do the Touch ID to wake it up. And then he uses Braille display to be able to just... uh, um, do what he needs to check the mail and such. And that's perfect because that way he can read it and not necessarily hear it because it's on the Braille display. But if it goes to Face ID, then it becomes a whole new nuisance for him. He has to get the whole device out, get it up, make sure it activates, and then be able yeah. to put it in your pocket without hitting the lock button. <laughs> yes. Right? It's instantly more complicated. Right. So I... I get it. In some circumstances out there, certain disabilities, that is going to be a major headache when the SC no longer has a home button. Now, I know it's on the side, but as I mentioned to you, Mike, you still have to put your hand in there to activate it because you're not going to be able to hit that home button um, like you used to through your pants. Like yep. the, right? But you're yep. not going to be able to do that. I think that's what's going to bother most people. But anywho, um, we need a DNA tester. That's it. Just, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just need a piece of your hair to unlock this device, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just stick your hair in the charging port. That'd work. <laughs> there you go. I. What happened if you're if you're if you're bald, man? I, okay, well, I need a sample of your skin then. Yeah, I mean everybody's got hair somewhere. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I got a, I got a hair, I got a, a hair on my toe. There we go. Just... Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll put it through the the, the analyzer. <laughs> Failed. Oh man. Who knows? Okay. Maybe they'll come out with an Apple Watch too. That just you have. There's just a little button, and you push the button, and it just sticks a little needle into your skin. It just tests your there you tests go. your blood right there on the spot. Analyzing. Yep. Analyzing. Problem solved. Well, Unlocked. I, 
I don't get it anymore. You know, we got our watches. My watch will open my phone, or it's been unlocked by my watch. Right. My my Mac and everything like that. It's pretty soon. I mean, does anything really need to lock if I'm present? <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? I'm home. <laughs> You're right. You should have a a, a location based thing. Like when I'm at home, everything gets unlocked. Once I leave the house, okay, then it locks by itself. Yeah, How about that? Yeah. Oh. That a good idea? Or proximity, like if you're within a foot, two feet, three feet, kind of like the yeah. air tag finder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. That's a great idea. Um, well, <laughs> on to the next subject, and I'm just going to go through this really quickly. I know the fiscal thing is not everybody's favorite, but I'm just going to do a summary of this month fiscal report for apple it has some interesting numbers in this and it's interesting because apple is starting to show that it's not invincible to the inflation doing the uh so-called if we're in or not in a recession kind of a thing but they're still doing pretty fairly well compared to other companies out there so in other words um don't worry i mean they're still got mega amount of money what did they get like let me see here 20 billion dollars in profit but anyway she got mixed results because this is the first time i can remember like ever maybe since i've been watching this they miss their expectation guys you know how they always meet oh it met wall street journal's expectation wall yep. It didn't meet expectations. That was yes, pretty good. <laughs> the number it did, but the iPhone did not. You know, their cash cow is that iPhone. And ever since they dropped the, like, well, we have, we sold 80 million units or whatever it is. And they dropped that. Now they just got dollar amount. It still was down, but let me re read out some of this stuff here. So the iPhone itself was up 9.6%. I know that sounds a lot, but it's actually down from last year and it missed expectation. And I'll, it kind of makes you wonder, yeah, I know why. Um, I, I'll raise my hand. It's because you, you, you're selling these iPhone 14 entry models that are completely different than the Pro now. And you like thought that was going to sell and nobody's buying them. And because nobody's buying them, they had to, they all want to get the Pro, which is now in short supply because they were like, oh, everybody wants the Pro. We don't have enough of it. So <clears throat> with the constraint and the nobody wants the iPhone 14, I, that's, that's why you miss your target. I mean, that's just my thought why they were down. But keep in mind that like in China, there was like a 26% drop in cell phones. Um, products. So it, for Apple to come out still smelling like rose is still good news for them. Um, I, I think you said it earlier when we were talking about the iPads, they're doing the same thing with the iPhones, having so many iterations that I think the SE covers that other end of the spectrum that they just want a phone and where you got the, the Max and the, the, the Pros, the Pro and the Max. I think that should just be the only 14s out there right i um i just 
it just kind of bugs me the wrong way when Apple thinks they're just consumer. They're, they're just, they're going to be fine. They're going to still buy it. But when you make that big of a difference and you confuse us, you're really doing the opposite. You're going to hurt yourself. And I think that's what's going on. However, their max sales is incredible. Is that 20, 25.4% over a year. However, what was interesting is that they actually said this, this themselves is that, um, expect a dramatic drop in max sales in the next quarter. I have never heard them officially will say we're going to be going down and it's going to be going down a lot on the max sale. I was like, whoa. And so that would surprise me. And they say it's because everybody went out and bought the new M chips. That was like why everybody bought it. And now that you're getting to that line where, um, where you were before, it's like now you're getting to that line, like you're getting selling some, but most already have your new M1 chip. And there's only so many people that'll buy these Macs. I think that we they are now reaching to that plateau and that's going to hurt them. Um, what really dropped like a rock, and you're ready for this, guys? The iPad, it went down 13%. Ouch. <laughs> hmm. You guys have any clue why that would drop? <laughs> My, for me, the, the same theory is kind of every other time we've had similar sorts of conversations. There's nothing worth upgrading for. There's nothing in these new iPads that for me make me even consider getting one. And that's what my hope is with the with the iPhones too, that when hopefully Apple will be like, okay, we didn't do a great job this quarter. So how do we actually do things that the consumers will like instead of us just deciding and doing whatever we feel like and kind of just making everyone adopt it? Like the market for potentially one of the first times in a while isn't just showing profit, profit, profit constantly. And now Apple's like, hopefully they'll just be like, okay, we got to do something to get this back. We need to actually do something different. Yeah. So we need to make something that actually is compelling and makes people want to buy these things instead of just getting it because they need it. And then like with the, with the Mac, like now that the market is saturated with it, everyone's just good. Right. They're not even going to look at the next year's version because who cares? You're right. When it comes to like the iPad, that's that's a great example. Once I purchase one, hey, I could have a seventh generation iPad and it still works beautifully as I want. And that could be three, four years ago. And it's still a great iPad. I don't need a new iPad. Um, the iPhone is a perfect one, Mike. You know, we, we talked about this so many times. There was a time that we bought every year iPhone. Every and year. A couple of years ago, we start to slide that. I mean, that's a good sign that I bought a new iPhone all the way through iPhone 12. I had every single iteration of the iPhone up to iPhone 12, and I skipped 13. That was the first time in my life, and I think so many people are in that boat and have done that way before I've done it. They keep it now, two, three, four years. And so, yeah, you're going to plateau out at some point. And I think Apple is finally, finally getting to that stage where it's plateauing. However, I can see them saying, well, we now going to be coming out with a new AR, VR, so that's going to make up for it. You would think they would wake up and say, we need some radical design change when it comes to iPad and iPhones, but I don't think we will. 
I don't think there's much difference between the 12, 13, and 14. No. They are literally... That's why I still have the 12. Right? I mean, uh, when I got my iPhone 14, I was like, well, this feels just like my iPhone 12. It was like every bit of it was the same except for the hideous camera bump on the back, which I don't think I've talked about, but the iPhone 14 Pro, oh, dear God, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That thing has really gotten... (laughs) I mean, I'm blind and I can't see it, but I'm so embarrassed to tell the phone it's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It's really ugly, man. It's. I mean... Did you see that huge wart that it has on it? It's it's. it's I I think I said it before. It, it it's like it has binoculars sticking out of it. You know, <laughs> it's, they're you know huge. Those people those wear those really thick bottle lenses, glasses, mm, Coke bottles. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that. I said, oh my, um, you're a beautiful phone, and you look at that, and you're just staring at it. It's like that is just the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's so hideous. I can't even put the phone on my wireless pad, Jeff, mm. because the camera unit, the camera component area sticks out. And when I say sticks out, guys, I'm not talking like a quarter inch. I'm talking like a good half inch or so. Oh, shut up, phone. See, you knew I was talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't sit flat when you're on the back side of the phone. You have to put it on the front side to make it even. It's that bad unless you've got yeah. a case that is thick, um, but it won't reach. <laughs> it can't reach the wireless pad to charge itself. You know, I put my iPhone 12 case, I, I, my iPhone 12 Pro Max into, because my case arrived like two weeks before the phone did. So I just tried it out and it fit in there. The only difference was I think the power button was a little jammed a little bit, but the the lenses, the lens area, all of a sudden, I said to myself, "Wow, they must have some huge lenses because the box <laughs> that it like where they protrude from right is much bigger than the the twelve. So, right, people get a lot more out of the cameras, and that's what I was really wondering: is is uh, OCR going to work better? Are these devices like seeing AI? Um, are the Envision, and I know I'm leaving out a few other ones, Scanner, are they going to work better because of the cameras? That's always been the thing. We always no. thought we'd get better. but hmm, I, I tell people, it really, no. I mean, it does a remarkable job already with the 12 megapixel on the older device. It works just fine. No, it's not going to be any better. Um, yeah, you're going to take better picture, sure. But no, it's not going to make your OCR any better. OCR is OCR is it's it's pretty darn good now. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose in some circumstances, if you're too close to it and you've got better focus mechanism or something, I could see that being um, something better. Um, so the wearable stuff is up nine point six percent. That doesn't surprise me. Ultra. The watch is doing very well, and which doesn't surprise me. That's going to be for a very niche crowd. But what really surprised me, the services miss its expectation too. So their two biggest cash cow, the iPhone and services, are down. And we're talking the only like a 5% over year over year. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you miss the expectation, 
that means things are slowing down, which means people are probably dropping Apple TV, Apple Music, and you're going to lose out in that services. That's the indicator. And so if that continues to go down for another quarter, Apple's got an issue in their hand. Should they have raised the price? Because now I wonder if it's going to be even substantial more people dropping like myself. But um, so those are all the things you need to know about fiscal report. Mm. You know, Tom, even though Apple has kind of a negative downturn here on, you know, the expectations and all that, there's still such a large company. They're carrying the tech market right now on the Dow. Right. You know, they're down. <laughs> so, okay. You got a good point there, Jeff. I shouldn't be so negative Nancy there and making it sound like it's doom and gloom. Now, Apple, as I mentioned before, still broke a record for the quarter. Okay. And they still got a huge amount of cash um, that they made in profit, but their profit margin is getting smaller, which is going to be different. But you're right. If you compare this to, say, like with Samsung or uh, Yahweh, yeah, you're they're doing they're they're coming out smelling like roses. You're right. This time, um, day and age, it isn't like everybody else is doing as well as Apple because they're not. I think Apple is the very few companies that are actually still making buttload of music or mo- mu- movies, blah, 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 blah. a buttload of money. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just like Big R. <laughs> uh, now into the what's new in Applevis land. Hey, I know I did a podcast on this, and it's called The Podcast Guru is an App. You know, the reason that I did that show is more to show you that there's an option out there. Yes, I'm a huge overcast user myself. I used to use downcast. Um do you guys listen to podcasts and what podcast player do you use? Same exact story. I used to use Downcast. Now I am almost exclusively on Overcast and a few in Spotify. Really? Yep. So you, you can't get some of that stuff on Overcast from Spotify? I can now. I switched um, last podcast on the left. went Spotify only for a little while. Yeah. And I switched then, and now they're back. You can get it anywhere again. But I do actually kind of really love that Spotify. At the end of the year, it says, you spent this many hours listening to these things. Right. And for some reason, I I just like, that's the only reason that I still listen to last podcast in Spotify is because it tracks it. Don't give that data to your daughter. No, 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 no. Nobody gets that from me. But Dad, you listen to it for twelve thousand one hundred and twelve yeah. hours. Yeah, because there's plenty of times I will put it on and like fall asleep at night. And it just oh, plays. Yeah. I use yeah. the podcast, the native podcast app, but because I produce podcasts, I do have the other ones because they populate a lot faster. Like if I publish something, Apple sometimes takes a while to like get it up there but i i verify because downcast and overcast i don't know i think overcast is first but overcast i really like their speech um when you want to increase it a little bit yeah the they, speech boost oh they got the market there and downcast well that's the one i thought there only was for a while you know and that mm-hmm. works they were they work good you know if anyone wants any of those or the native one but after a while, you migrate into what you like. You know, 
I I did a podcast covering over the Apple Podcast app itself, and I am surprised how many people actually use that. Um, not that it's a bad thing or anything. I was just surprised that there is a good size number of people using the Apple Podcast. I personally think Apple Podcast is a little clunky. It's just um, there's a lot of junk on there, especially on the homepage. It's just like, oh, you listen to this. You might like this. But I'm swiping. And he says, oh, new episodes. Oh, here it is. Um, I don't know. Do you, is that what you like about Apple Podcast? I just know if like when you publish a podcast, if I, I get it, you know, I get a notification that seems to be improving mm. now. But if you've ever published a podcast and you show up on Downcast, that's great. Overcast is great. Um, all the other ones are great. But if it doesn't show up on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> you're like concerned because like, what happened? Yeah, what's going on? What's up, Apple? You know, but, I, yeah. They must have a different queuing time, so maybe they queue things quicker, where Apple Podcasts probably has so... Can you imagine their iTunes catalog? Um, They probably only pull it and refresh it. Maybe it's longer refresh than the other competitors. Um, That's the only thing I can think of. You shouldn't worry because overcast and downcast still use the itunes repository mm-hmm. so it's coming from the same place which is well, that's what makes it confusing I, I think it's one of those things you pull up to a restaurant that's right next to another restaurant and there's a big line over there <laughs> <laughs> so downcast overcast they just probably spotify that's a good one too um but i think yeah i can't imagine how many podcasts there are in the world and they're all publishing on the same day and right i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it it is amazing but this new app called podcast guru it is an absolutely free app i mean so you don't have to pay for anything but overcast is free as well and so is apple podcast it just depends what you like and there are things pros and cons to it but Nonetheless, it's just something new I want to introduce to everybody out there just to take a look at. It's not going to replace my Overcast anytime soon until they put some more major features into it. But it's definitely second up. If something happened to Overcast, I can just bump over to um, the Podcast Guru. So I just want to make that a mention for everybody out there. Well, Mike, you know what this means. We're getting towards the end of the show here. What is your movie pick Mm. of the month? So I don't think I mentioned this on last month. Uh, and it's a movie that has somehow never hit my radar until recently. The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan. Never heard of The Visit. Very good. Came out in 2015, I believe. Very good movie. You know who uh, made not, that? What? Who made that? Ooh, off the top of my head. I, like a major studio? Or is I it think a- so. I want to say yes. Like the acting's phenomenal. It's about like these two like teenage kids and an experience that they have um, being vague on purpose uh, but those two those actors are incredible so uh, okay. I absolutely recommend it and where did you watch that mm, that one that one I think I just rented on my Apple TV I'll be darn wow yeah. okay so the visit that's a good one very good and very Mr. Good Jeff Thank you so much for being on with us for our special guest. I really appreciate you being on here. I've always wanted to get you on. I had your buddy, uh, Serena, 
Gilbert, she was on here one time, and she was a, such a sweetheart. She's awesome, and I love hearing the both of you on your tech ability show. Love it. Oh, great. It was really a pleasure to be on here. Touch base with Mike and you, Tom. Good time. Yeah. Good time. That's awesome. Okay. Well, guys, have a wonderful rest of your October and the spectacular month, right? Go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My name is Thomas Donville, also known as Not a Mouse, here with Mike Malarcy and Jeff Thompson signing out for AppleViz Unleashed October 2022. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Feel free to contact the Apple Unleashed team with feedbacks, tips, or questions at unleashed at the or call 1 816 Apple Vis podcast has been brought to you by the community of AppleVis.com for the latest in-sources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com.